Vigorous Steve here with the one and only. I oh, still haven't got a good nickname, have I? We'll just go Aaron's. Aaron's here. Yeah, big Aaron's Aaron. Back. Big Aaron is here. And as you can tell from... Slightly uh, bigger than before Aaron. As you can tell, he took all of my gains. Yeah, I did. By intravenously while he was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> we did a blood transfusion. He took all my gains with it. How have you been, man? I've been very good. How have yeah? you been? Good. Good. Yeah. Still alive. Uh, downsized a bit, but you know, you've been holding on to my gains, so it's all good. Yeah, we've been, I've been making up for it for you. Right. <laughs> but I think, uh, that's a good topic that we'll go into today as well. Like that downsizing, coming back from that. How mm-hmm. are you going to come back from that? It's exciting times, exciting times. Steve right. will return to be continued. Well, let's see. I probably won't be as big as before. No more 120 kilo Steve, but 100 kilo lean, that should be okay. I think that would look pretty tasty. It would look like 120 kilograms. Yeah. Yeah, so, but the muscle maturity that, that I have right. and, and the detail. I'm still surprised I'm quite large when I pose. That's that's surprising. I'm still about 96 kilos. I, I came back all the way to 92. Remember, we did that work. We did a workout of BPC. And then I told him, said, I'm, I'm 92 kilos. I almost walked out. Yeah, yeah. I almost, <laughs> almost, almost deleted him from my phone book. I almost walked out. I was like, you get 790. We're not friends anymore. Yeah. That's that's taking the piss I think it was before I went to Bali when I was still <laughs> hyper focused on getting super shredded for the beach yeah and then I wanted to do my gyno surgery and the leg surgery which I just postponed indefinitely because I'm not really up for it mentally and now I kind of rebound to the 96 it's not muscle mass though it's like four or five kilos of fluff thanks to yeah, this guy it's a oh, well, yeah, when come you, on. this guy came come back on, from the UK and he's, the fingers. he's got like two kilos of what was it Licorice um, so and like chocolates. Li- legit licorice as well. Like from one of these really old school sweet shops that have like the really good selections and not just like your standard bag of licorice all sorts, like the good stuff. Right. So, so there's a fair old chunk of that and then loads of good uh, fudge from Devon where I'm from. Devon fudge is the bomb. It's pure sugar. This big. This big, the bricks. Yeah. It's insane. A, it's just pure diabetes, but yeah. it tastes amazing. It's really good diabetes. Yeah, so I, you enjoyed that, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I thought I'd had one bite. And then Got I good f- and soft and watery. <laughs> I had one bite and then I finished the whole box. So that was uh, yeah, good stuff. So I'm hovering around 96 kilograms. But let's talk about you. You're 123, 125. So that's 270, 275 pounds for yeah. the guys who are binary. Post, post my fudge binge. Uh-huh. I've got, got that out of the system. Got rid of that fluff. And then started doing some... Uh, some proper growing. Everything was good. Cleaned out. Did some bloods. Post-show, everything was fine. So I'll just go through the whole cycle of what I'd done drugs-wise. Yeah, sure. As far as like huh? where I was pre-show, post-show. Everybody would like to know. I think it's, yeah, it's fun, right? Let's talk about some drugs. Yeah. Let's get into the drugs within the first five minutes so we get some audience retention. <laughs> <laughs> we know that you're a bunch of addicts. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll feed your... Uh, trend from the start, right? Trend from the start, yeah, <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, TIT plus plus. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's talk about end of prep going into the show. Would obviously my doses would have, would have been at the highest. Mm-hmm. At that point, we were at, if I remember rightly, it was five hundred megs of test, mm-hmm. which remained the same throughout the whole of prep. Right. Just as the base, mm-hmm. and then we play around with everything else from there. Right. So it's five hundred megs of test. 750 megs of Masterum, mm-hmm. 500 megs of Primo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess if we're talking about the back end of prep, then we'll talk orals as well. Just to do the mega, mega dose, where, where did you end up at? Like how much train, how many orals? Like at the end, all the way at the end. 
How much we'll straight? go for all of it. Then. Yeah. All right, so, so <laughs> seven fifty mast, five hundred primo, uh-huh. hundred and fifty megs of trend per week, not daily per week. It was enough. Trust me. So boring. <laughs> next time we'll go we'll next day yeah, yeah, it's still 25. early days it's still early days we're still within five years there's, there's room for that there's room to push it right um, and then Super Droll would have been in at two weeks out ten days out uh, we put Halo in a bit earlier mm-hmm. than Super Droll this time so Halo went in at two weeks out mm-hmm. uh, at 20 megs pre-workout okay and then one week out put the Super Droll in with that as well mm-hmm uh, at 20 megs and then up to 30 megs for the last few days of right. trying to trying to peak. Um, yeah, and then growth hormone was in most of the way through mm-hmm. until about 10 days out uh, up to six six IUs. Right, I think so. Yeah, six IUs at the mm-hmm. highest in prep. I think that's enough in prep. Mm-hmm. Could have gone higher. I'm higher now. I, I'd rather have you do 12 units. Yeah, I think I'd probably... this size, you're, you're up to 12. And especially because the growth was good as well. Mm-hmm. You could have probably done that, kept it in, and, re- and retained a good look. This was but, a uh, Sinotropin, right? From, yeah. Uh, yeah. So from, from Iran, there's one pharmaceutical brand in Iran called Sinotropin, and somehow, magically, it found its way into Thailand. Yeah. Uh, Magic Ferry showed up yeah, yeah. Uh, with, with a little bit of stock for me, and the ferry turns out to be... Someone that likes me and hooked me up. <laughs> yeah. Came on a magic carpet straight yeah. from Iran. Yeah. So so that was all good. It's pharmaceutical grade. It's one of the best GH that comes out of uh, Iran besides the LG, which is actually produced in Korea. It's also pharmaceutical grade. Those are the two brands that they have available there uh, from what I know. And, it was uh, noticeable as well. No, I, I know. That's, I saw, that's, I saw that's a big the difference f- when you switched. first time yeah. I've really noticed the difference because nothing else changed. Mm-hmm. So there were no other variables to consider. The only thing I did was switched from a UGL growth, which to be fair was doing the job. There was no issues. Mm-hmm. It was working. But then switching to a, a very well known farmer that right. like obviously I run it by you. It's like, is this good or not? You were like Cinnabon, yeah. Cinnabon Tropin. This is Cinnabon, like serious <laughs> Cinnabon, like yeah. The, the, I laughed so hard ones. when I first heard about it and I started researching all the pharmaceutical brands. <laughs> But, but then there, there's all the other GH brands are even sillier named, you know? Yeah, they got some funky names. Yeah, yeah they do sound cool. Yeah. They maybe don't work too cool, but this one did. Mm. And it was within a day. Like a I day, out, a yeah. day of it, mm. I woke up noticeably fuller and a lot right. less water retention. Mm. And I was like, mm, maybe there's something to this. And as the weeks progressed, yeah, it was good. It produced yeah. a very good look. Yeah, you made a lot of progress those last couple of weeks. Yeah. It looked good. Yeah. It did look good. Could have taken that look to the stage, and it would have been really good. Well, yeah, you kind of bombed at the end there. Yeah, but hey ho, yeah. live, you learn, you move on, All right. and uh, yeah, and that's that. Well, that's it. I'll, we'll leave that. We'll leave that. We'll <laughs> leave that. Yeah. I won't go into it too much. Sometimes you miss. Sometimes you miss. Shit, sometimes shit, shit miss. happens. But the, but, the, but it's good that you took so many breaks or so. For you, we started. Ten days out, seven days out, you looked your absolute best, and then you traveled, and you know the peak. You know the travel, you were right. Yeah. So you're, you remember you said, you don't be surprised if you look drier in England right. because of less humidity. Mm-hmm. And I, obviously, most people when you fly, especially a long flight, you expect to pick up some water. Mm-hmm. And I woke up the next morning. I got in very late, straight mm-hmm. to bed. Woke up the next day, and uh, and yeah, I was like, fucking hell, it's drier. Yeah, it's a big difference. It was yeah. it was pretty good, and that, that I was excited then. Obviously, of course. Like, oh. <laughs> and then a few days went by, and I think it was a little bit noticeable that shots had been taken out 
which I probably won't do in the future. I think I'll keep them in. I mm-hmm. think that's one thing which I said I was going to do if I was going to do the prep myself. This time I was very hands-off. I said, I'm just going to follow plans. Whatever happens, happens. Right. And I'll take something away from that either way, right? Um, because I've always, like, I've either had you get involved or I've gotten involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually, that, to be fair, that's worked out. With, it, no, I mean, the shows, shows where we did, you yeah, looked, looked really, really it, good. That you know, did actually work end, out. Yeah. But I did say, you know, going to hands off and just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I guess you, you figure it out, don't you? So I know next time, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If right. it's a good look, if 10 days out, you're looking good, hold the look. Mm-hmm. And don't change anything, which, you know, hindsight, right? Yeah. You live, you learn, and I'll take that into the next show. The thing is, with not with missing a bit, missing the peak, I know mm-hmm. it's a controversial thing to say, missing the peak, but yeah. it happens. It happens. Um, but if if you miss, at least you know it's probably an easy fix for next time. Right. So, but what I can walk away and say that I was the leanest I've ever been at that sort of 10 days out stage, right. which I was very excited about. Um. And then obviously a little bit of a miss there, but hey, at least I know everything up until that was great. So I know how, with that just one fix of maybe just don't change anything mm-hmm. could have been very, very good. So that's positive maybe, to maybe take I, away Maybe from I it. just got to do your peak if I don't yeah. unlearn myself. I mean, I stopped bodybuilding coaching a long time ago. I think there's some, something to be said for, yeah. uh, do you know, because I think it was actually, maybe it was the timing and whatever, but... Mm. There was a time where we did a fat load, right? Right. And that actually seemed to do good. So we loaded up, Mm -hmm. had a look, held the look, fat loaded for a day. And then we did that first show, which to be fair, we probably spilled a little bit for that first show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then post-show eating. And then the next day, woke up for the next day, because we did two shows in two days. Mm. And the next day, woke up like... Well, yeah, it looked a lot smoked better. like 12 rounds. Right, right, right. My third in a pretty good class of 15. So that was uh, that was probably the best look so far. Yeah. So there's something to be taken from that. But and obviously you, now I'm bigger. I've got a bit more muscle as well. Yeah, so. my, how much how much weight did you put on since then? Five to seven kilos or more? What, since the like DMS show that we compared did Compared to my weight right now or compared to... No, compared to the DMS show in China where you're like 105 on stage? Yeah, 105. Mm-hmm. And I think probably... I was a hundred and I think around a hundred and ten mm-hmm. fasted and flat, looking good. That sort of ten day outlook. Yeah, so you'll probably end up the same on stage when you start loading and then you take the water off. Different there, right. I reckon. No, that's pretty realistic. Yeah, that's pretty good. Happy with that. Good. Yeah, because there's no real off seasons in between that time. No. We had full-blown lockdowns for two years. <laughs> so there wasn't much opportunity for growing, so that yeah. considered it was pretty good. But hey, so yeah, that's kind of how it all run, drugs-wise and everything, leading into the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, got back, a few days off, chill, get everything together, sort of get my head straight a bit. Obviously, I was a bit disappointed, so, you know, stay focused, get back on track. Mm-hmm. Dropped everything that needed didn't need to be in there, so we dropped all the orals, dropped all the trend, dropped everything that didn't need to be there, basically left over with... Test and primo and growth. That was it. Bit of Lantis back in to facilitate a bit more food going in. Uh, test went up to, uh, what did I do? Five. Oh, five, yeah. Five hundred. Kept the test at 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, replaced everything else with a gram of primo and six IUs of growth. And that was it. You know, you're getting the big bucks, eh? Gram of primo. Well, yeah. 
got some got some friends. We got a got a friend. We got a friend. We got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy. Gotta say that in the New York accent. I got a guy. I got a guy. And so yeah, we got that done. And uh, so that was all right. That gave me a chance to sort of just take out anything that was going to be potentially toxic, give my time, uh, my body a chance to sort of recover. Blood work all looked good after just five five weeks. Four, four or five weeks. So the only thing that was off in his blood work were his liver enzymes. But they were in the 60s. Yeah. So which is still... Probably from training. <laughs> which is still, uh, yeah, that's... It's just, guys, it's like one in a million. So with his yeah, blood usually work, every I would, time I look at it, I'm like, motherfucker, you know? Do, do you, you think any time them? off? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, wait, but yeah. I was expecting them to be much higher. You know what it's like after a good long prep with everything going mm-hmm. in? Don't be surprised if you see some liver enzymes like creeping up towards 200. Yeah. And that would yeah, be the like... the super testing combination. Yeah, and that stuff going in. 200 easy. You and know? you still... I wouldn't panic. I'd be like, yeah, we'll get it down. Yeah. No worries and you'll be fine and keep mm-hmm. moving. But to see it just five weeks post-show in the 60s, mm-hmm. I was like, all right. And I mean, obviously, I'm taking a bunch of health subs, doing things the right way, eating clean at that mm-hmm. point, training really well, doing things properly, you know, not fucking around. And, uh, and yeah, genetically, I've always had very, very little negative response on blood work. Yeah. I think if you go back through all of your blood work, because, I mean, I make him go quite a bit, (laughs) at least every three months, but sometimes monthly, and you see that your blood work parameters barely change. You know, sometimes lipids are slightly skewed or liver enzymes are slightly elevated. But for the guys that are about half your size on double the dose, yeah, all right, of course, their blood work is going to be significantly worse. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just seen a few of them recently. I know. Tell me about <laughs> it. Those guys will never go away. Yeah, but, but it is it what is. it is. But I'm lucky, right? So this is one of those little uh, sort of green flags, if you like, to say, yeah, maybe you can get away with doing a bit of bodybuilding. Mm. And um, so yeah, that that was that was nice to see. So once I got a bit of uh, cl- the all clear on the bloods there, all I did is I, because I do want to see if there is any noticeable big difference going higher on test. Because he keeps bullying me into doing it. It's just like that. I want to. I want him on the Chase Iron cycle for the three and a half three, grams. Three and a half grams test for a fourteen hundred Mastron and eighteen units of growth. I might try it for a week. No, 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 just slowly build it up, and then you know, let's see. I mean, Chase is like two seventy five also, but he's shredded. Yeah. Well, hey, now's the time to try. Right? Exactly. When, when you yeah. know you've got a good, healthy uh, foundation to to base off, and we can do some proper blood work again. Mm. I'm. Con- I'm I'm, um, I say coach free right now. Mm. I've always got you in my corner and we're always going to run ideas and experiments and right. stuff, uh, which is fun because we like doing that. But as far as am I being coached by anyone right now? No, I'm just going to take control of this off season now. I know, know what to do. I know my body well enough. I know how to grow. And I want to do a few little experiments along the way, controlled. With Amino Asylum Mass Monster and stuff. I'm going to go hard on the Amino <laughs> Asylum stuff because... <laughs> That stuff just, ah, oh, man. Something else, right? It is. When it comes down to like real, prof- like we're talking like pre-workout subs and things like that. There's some great ones. Gorilla Mind, obviously, you know, mm. we, we love their stuff and, and they make some great supplements. And I've tried some other great, really good stuff. Like I, like, I think the old, was it Universal Rage or Fury? And mm. some of the mutant ones are really, really good. And I do like some pre-workouts and they give you a kick. They do work. And I've thrown some nootropics in that as well. Right. But nothing hits like, you know, a cc of stampede right into the tip before chest day. Holy shit! Yeah, just slowly, right here. <laughs> yeah, so, it's, it's a big difference. I just made a. a they, vid- they work. Yeah. I just made a reaction video to Jesse James West, who did injectable pre workout. 
Yeah, it's just some IV clinic where you got like very low dose of oh, all it the wasn't ingredients. The stuff. No, it wasn't the oh, amino stuff. Missing out. No, so I made a direct comparison between what he took and the amino asylum product line. Yeah, and he was ravaging, raging about how fun and you know how much of a pump he got because he was in contest prep. And so I told people, I said, well, you know, wait until you try some amino asylum stuff. Right. And you don't have to choose. You can just take Gorilla Mode Nitric one or two scoops and then double up with Stampede because the oh, only yeah. ingredients Hunter are buff. different. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Hunter <laughs> buff. <laughs> you get all or nothing, bro. Right. Right. You yeah. know. But then, it does hit. It does hit good. Yeah. It's a, you know, I still have, you know, my, my glycerol, my intro, my Gorilla Mind Post, right. my Nitric. And I love a scoop of Respawn. Mm-hmm. I usually do that in the mornings instead of coffee now. Right. But, uh, yeah, great products. But, for the like, oh, you want to feel a difference, like a, a real genuine difference to that cherry on a big cherry on top. Yeah. Then yeah, go and get yourself a, a, a vial of uh, Stampede or some Monster Pump, and have some fun because that stuff is good. So shout out to Amino Asylum. Exactly, They're, they are the boys. <laughs> so I'm looking forward. Got some more of that in stock. Raided uh, Steve's cupboards and stole some. I can't use it now anyway. Yeah, it's mine now. I'm yeah. too big to argue with. <laughs> so, uh, for the time being. <laughs> so, I bullied him and stole all of his drugs yeah. again. Once in a while, he comes uh, back. But I can't steal your clothes anymore. No, 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 no. Too no. big now. So, yeah. it sucks. Even even double XL clothes. Uh, I still got a I still rock the short shorts. Okay, good. Short shorts like days. Good, good. Big Steve short shorts. This is the weather in Thailand. You yeah. have to go with your short shorts. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm looking forward to putting that stuff back in. As mm. far as other drugs and stuff... Um, so yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna push test, see what it's like, see if Mm. there's a real noticeable difference. If I get a genuine positive feedback and there is a benefit there, it's good to know these things. It's good to, you'll get a certain level through bodybuilding where you've put on enough muscle, you've done enough data collection, you're Mm. in a good place where you can do some healthy trials. Say healthy trials. managed trials I think your body will soak it up because in the beginning we couldn't run so much tests because you got a lot of aromatized enzyme expression and activity because you still had that baby fat right but now you've done a couple uh, contest preps and most of that stubborn fat is now coming off 100% so now you can either go you know 750 gram maybe 2 grams test even with some extra stuff and and minimal ancillaries because you don't aromatize so much anymore and the good thing about high test cycles with growth hormone and IGF-1 is that it goes very well together I mean that's why I wrote that ebook which you actually were a proofreader for remember yeah. bioidentical hormones right? off-season cycles with bioidentical hormones it's a great ebook buy it because it's full of gold yeah legit so but, but i think now you're ready for that ebook because in the beginning we need to put so much aromatized uh, inhibitors in place yeah but and it was still manageable right yeah. it was still like when we say put in aromas we're not not pounding aromas in every day this no. was still 12.5 megs, like two, maybe three times a week just to manage things with mm-hmm. a little bit of, you know, a little bit of Primo in there doing its thing as well. And uh, and that got the job done. It was just something that needed to be carefully managed. Whereas right. now, yeah, my estradiol was uh, in the 20s. Yeah. And I can get very, I feel very good in the 40s. So I've got loads of room to play with now. Right. So I bumped up the test, 500 to 750, first titration. Mm-hmm. Feel great. Oh, I've got... Um, Grandma Primo in the picture? <laughs> no, I've, I've gone, I've mixed it in. So yeah. I've, I do, apart from the test, I don't want any one compound to also have a big dose. I'd right. rather spread it out so I can see more clearly the reaction of one compound having mm. a large dose. So I've split my DHTs mm. across Masteron, 
and Prima Bowling. All right, okay. Um, so I've, I've split that up now. So that is currently at 750 Mast mm-hmm. and uh, 250 Primo. Oh, man, I would just replace that for testing. Huh? I would just replace that for test. 250 Primo is cute if you're doing TRT. Well, it's with the mast. So I'm yeah. just thinking purely from a DHT derivative pathway mm. just to keep that gram in there yeah. steady. So that's not moving. So I know that my estradiol with that amount of DHT derivative mm. is with 750 test is banging there at like in the 20s, you know, maybe low 30s for estradiol. I think it can go way higher. It can go up to 50, 60. Easy. And I'll be yeah. comfortable and probably not hold water and, and I'll feel no. good there. And my, surprisingly, my hematocrit is still great. I'll probably yeah. do a blood dump anyway. Well, you got I was C- expecting that to be. You got a CPAP machine now. Maybe that's why. I'm sure that's why. Oh, you were struggling with that, that issue, and now yeah, you got a resmit. And we'll go into that in a in a in a minute. I don't mm-hmm. want to ramble too long. I'll let you say something. <laughs> <laughs> um, the vigorous Aaron podcast. Now there you go. Well, that's the mo- this is the nomads. This is the nomads. This is the muscle nomads, right? Uh, but yeah, it's drug talking me like it anyway. But uh, so that's where that is, and I'll titrate that test up now. Mm. That's going to be my main thing. I'll put in an extra. Oh, I've also put in two fifty megs. <laughs> also this. Also that. Also two fifty megs of uh, MPP. All right. Yeah. Decker was a little bit of a got some gray mental, area. Some mental side effects from Decker, which is common. You know, some it people was, just don't remember that trial. That was when we were trialing very low dose Decker and low dose trend to see if there's, if it's beneficial, which mm. yeah, definitely is at low dosages. Although some people say it's not, it really is 50. And I'm, we're talking 50 megs a week. Yeah. And it was still noticeable. Um, and that's really, really low, right? That's super low. It's not even worth the syringe. Most people would say it's not even <laughs> worth it, right? But I would say it's definitely worth it, especially in certain you know scenarios. I, li- I like the low dose Deca, but of course, if it messes with your mental state, then yeah, why well, bother? Well, this is it, right? I mean, so a lot of people say don't run Deca and Trent at the same time, and I can completely understand that at a higher dose. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking at a low dose of just 50 megs, I wonder, did it instantly like? I felt like trash. A couple of days. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I am miserable. Thank God we didn't do a higher dose. Yeah, well, that's why you start low, right? That's why yeah. you do these things right. I do know guys that run like 350 of each and they have a great experience. Yeah, so, well, exactly. That's person to person. Right, that's why exactly. blueprints don't work. You know, you've got to do these things. And if you're going to, if mm. you want to find out what works for you, then start low and then build it up. Do right. some blood work, collect some data, go up a little bit more, find right. your sweet spots. Mm. You've all heard this before. If you watch this channel, if you're watching this channel, then you've heard this before. You know the right way to do things. Right. And we're hoping that you're not one of the morons. And the morons, the, 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 hopefully, the morons have morons unsubscribed. Like a, they have a 10 minute attention span, so they wouldn't make it this far. Yeah, you're giving them the red card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're out of here. You're, you're red carded. Get out of here. Get out of here. Go do some bloods and come back. Right. So we took that, that was, you know, a couple months ago where you just yeah. experimented with trend. A little bit of experiment. Yeah, yeah not so good. So this mm. time I thought, well, maybe because some people do report that they respond better to MPP than Decker. Mm. Some people the other way around. So I figure I'll put a bit of uh, Nandrolone in along with what I'm doing now, just because we've still got one pathway to play with, right? That 19 nor pathway is still mm. there available. Probably not for Trent at this point. I think it's a little bit too overkill at this stage yeah. in the off-season. But to put something in there viable for a bit more growth, mm-hmm. to promote some growth, then yeah, for sure, 250 megs. No of, mint? Uh, you don't want to take some mint? Uh, maybe next week. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe next week. Maybe just throwing a gram at the end. Fuck. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Putting a bit of that in, fight, luckily, feel great. Mm. So I think that balance of the DHT pathway being nicely loaded, but mm-hmm. not overkill, little bit of the 19 nor pathway mm-hmm. is helping to get that nice middle ground for my right. mental state. 
I think if I was to take the DHTs away... Oh, yeah, you'd be a mess. I might be a mess. Yeah. So basically, long story short, he's doing a one-to-one ratio of test and DECA, right? Or uh, MPP, which are aromatizing compounds, yep. and DHT derivatives, which acts as a reversely binding aromatized inhibitor. Yep. One gram test and NPP, one gram, right? 250 yep. test, or 250 Primo and 750 uh, Mastrone. Yep, so gram yep. total DHTs. Right. Gram total of combined test and, and nandrolone, and right. I will titrate. I won't move anything else for now. I'll just titrate that test up, up and up and up and up, right. until I feel like there's no real gains or benefits to be had from more, which... As long as you match the Hopefully, if, I, <laughs> if it goes like the bloody Captain Test over here, I can push yeah. it up to two grams and feel amazing, yeah. which I'm hoping for, but if it doesn't work out for me then it doesn't work out for me right. and I, at least i know i think as long as you match your growth hormone intake with your uh testosterone oh, how many i use per per hundred oh, well you should be on eight i use now per gram of test no you're on two grams of steroids i would say eight you eight units of growth hormone is ideal so you go four i use per one gram yeah basically yeah one iu per 250 milligrams is that is that a uh steve science or real that's science? Steve, steve science steve science yeah, yeah. oh well that's what i'm doing so <laughs> i mean I, dude i've, I've always so many people no matter during what, i'll fall back on steve science just I, in case i've helped so many people during the off season and then you start titrating the growth hormone up and you get diminishing returns right you, you know what this is where titrating the, the steroids up and and then you get diminishing returns but if you balance it up so for every 250 milligrams of steroids you take weekly one IU growth hormone daily, and it seems to work very, very well for the majority of people. Of course, there's outliers, but from my personal experience, most people, and yeah, this is where the experience comes in. This is right. where you have worked with so many people right. and done this so many times that you can collect a certain amount of data and say, mm. yeah, I've seen this work more than it hasn't. And you're never going to get that from a study. Who's done that study? No one. No one. Who's done that science? No one. No. Nobody who's done that on rats. No. So... This is where genuine experience in the coaching game comes into play. Right. And uh, that's where you need someone to fall back on. You need that pair of eyes. I mm. still need that pair of eyes. Sure, I'm up in my coaching game all the time, but I don't have the those many years of training and coaching and seen that much, that many cycles and that much blood right. work. I've seen enough to make a good call on most things, but mm. things like that are a bit more intricate. So... I always fall back to some Steve science. It right. goes a long way. So it usually four helps. I use per gram of gear, which is where I'm at right now. So I'm at two grams. I'm at eight I use right now. And yeah, we'll bump that up, that test up to a gram. Mm-hmm. Over time, but it might take months. Right? Yeah. Keep it in mind. It's not like it's going to go from five, week to week. 750 <laughs> tests to like two grams of tests over the course of the next five weeks. No, no, no. I would probably wouldn't do anything. Maybe every eight weeks. Yeah, every two the, months. As, as soon as a, like quickest. an increment of 250 milligrams. And of course, you go to a higher dosage, you might do an increment of 500 milligrams. And, and that's for end. me. For most people, that might be an increment of 50 milligrams. Well, yeah. it's usually a little bit more than that. I'm talking beginner, beginners. Oh, beginner, beginner, you're beginners, testing yeah. the waters. Right, you go from 150 tests to 200 to 250 to 300 right, and then 400, 500. 200, 300 milligram yeah. jump serve. Yeah, that's because we've done a few things before. Right. <laughs> I mean, you can do it. But hey, not, you can do it. Just do your bloods and be sure if it's working or not. Right. Most bodies are not. They're too resilient to that stuff. Their blood pressure goes up. They get all these water retention and side effects right. and edema and, and heart issues. And But yeah, if you're already... Like baby fat. Right, baby fat. and Aromatizing. But for the guys that have done plenty of cycles, then the jumps can be bigger and, and, and they know how to manage because they know their body well. You right? know what to look for. Exactly. There's you spot the red flags almost instantly. Right. So you kind of know, right? Right. Right, and of course, there's so many tools that we deploy. Right, we have the we have uh, the ZPAM machine, 
We have the grassland therapy. We have the pharmaceuticals, right? The high-quality gear that we have access to. And the blood work and the organ imaging. Shelves and shelves of health subs. Yeah. That I stand by. People say it's overkill as a reason why we're sat here looking as glorious and <laughs> Oh, you Handsome look glorious. Yeah. As well. I mean, yeah. Maybe yeah, the, the best thing about me is right now in between, you know, the testicles. You look healthy, right? You look healthy. Yeah. You look good, yeah. young and healthy. I think we look all right for our ages. Yeah. And um, there's something to be said for that, right? So don't skip that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so basically that's to summarize. Yeah, there's me and my drugs. And yeah. uh, it's going great. And I'm excited and I'm growing. And I'm going to be a uh, juggernaut in... Six to eight months, maybe ten months I think time. You can get up to three hundred pounds this time. I think if I do it like this, yeah, and manage it like this, mm-hmm. I can get there comfortably and right. still look good enough where I'm not like <laughs> wheezing like one of the clumps. <laughs> you know, it will be uncomfortable for sure. And then the next yeah. time I do it, it'll be slightly less uncomfortable. Mm. The same as the recent post I did about what I looked like at 123 kilograms. Right. In January, at the end of my off-season, and what I look like at 123 kilograms last week. Right. And it's it's night and day difference. Night and day. Right. Night and, day. and I'm obviously way more comfortable walking around at 123. Mm. Obviously, I've done a prep in between that time. But still, those adaptations, they happen, and they will do at 300 pounds, I'm mm. sure. But I think, yeah, for my height, scratching six foot, I think 300 pounds is a, is a reasonable weight that I think mm-hmm. would allow me to facilitate enough muscle Hold on to it, look right. after it, cut back down 265-ish on stage at mm. my height, I think will be very competitive. So, yeah. And that will take as long as it takes. Right. But then you've got to keep the 12 units of growth hormone in, please. Not six. We're stocked up. I got, I got a guy. <laughs> you got a guy, right? I, got a guy. Okay. <laughs> right. I think. I think the problem is what what a lot of people don't understand. They think it's you know work related or or effort related or dedication related. It's not always the case. Sometimes it's finance related. We simply can't afford the drugs required. And of course, when you get bigger, you need more growth hormone. And it's you know some guys will say that they only need six IUs. Okay, that, that's great. Might work for them, or they're bullshitting you. They don't want you to know about those twelve to sixteen to eighteen IUs. But yeah. I think, well, maybe you haven't tried. Well, yeah, or maybe they couldn't afford it, right? And they get good results on six. But so, I think so right. a physique like yours, having coached many a big guy in the past, uh, you would benefit a lot from twelve IUs and just get it up there, and yeah, then just you know spend the right. money on it. Yeah, good blood pressure is always good. I'm not running into any issues. I feel very good on eight. Mm. I'm sure 12 will be fine. Right. And if it gets to the point where I'm walking around, my feet are so swollen they don't go in my <laughs> shoes, then maybe I'll take a break. But yeah. until then... You need to get off that rip tropin. <laughs> <laughs> Water retention tropin. Oh, man. Now, I mean, yeah. we have good quality stuff available It's good. Here. Right right yeah. now, it seems to be in a pretty good uh, good, good combination of everything. And uh, everything mm. looks good on paper. Everything looks good in the mirror. So I'm pretty happy. And, right. Going to get some good growing in, so happy days. So training is great right now as well. Mm-hmm. Quick shout out to to uh, to, to Ben and uh, and Coach Baxter as well over at BPC. Spending some time with those guys gives me a mm-hmm. chance to get some other eyes on me while I'm training, so I can level up that training game a little bit all the time. Because right. I get anxious if I'm not learning something new, whether it's <laughs> something, whether I'm reading uh-huh. something or studying something, but big time when it comes to training. Right. I never ever want to feel like I could maybe maybe I'm missing out, and sometimes you just need to get an extra set of eyes on you right. to help you level up your training game. That's what happened when I came here. Mm-hmm. I met you for the first time, massive level up in training, mm-hmm. big gains. Came back here for the second time, mm-hmm. trained together for months on end, 
massive level up in training, right. made, made a bunch of gains. So I'm just doing that again and again right. and again, and it will be like that forever. Oh, I mean, it's like good never stop learning, right? right? right. Never stop upgrading. Right. I mean, for for you guys' information, Ben is also an IFBB pro from Singapore, who has yeah. a gym here in Thailand. It's called BPC Fitness. Yeah. It's in uh, Prompong BTS Station. I'll, I'll link the location on the website down below. Great little gym. In case you're interested. Great little gym. New gym Leco equipment. Yeah. Nice air conditioning. A lot of hotties, apparently. Yeah, they get the influencer chicks in there yeah. a bit. It's mostly just me in short shorts. Yeah. Oh, that's but, uh, a hottie too, it's right? Hottie yeah. In some, in some people's Google searches, it might be. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great little gym. Really good equipment. Mm-hmm. Having a good time training there at the moment. In a really good stride. Just started log booking again. And right. uh, everything's, yeah, we're in a good groove. And obviously, uh, Carl Baxter's in town at the moment as well, which is he's, uh, Jordan Shallows is like go-to guy, one of the pre-script guys. Mm-hmm. So very, very, uh, very well educated, very, um, they know their stuff. Right. When it comes to training, they know their stuff. Oh, I'll check in on Saturday. I'm too busy during the week. I'll just go to the muscle factory in the evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's come five by. minutes from my house. So. Yeah. But we'll, uh, we'll get some sessions in for sure this right. off-season. Mm-hmm. You might need to uh, up your dose a little bit, mate. Yeah. Well, give, me, give me a break. I'm selling the push-pull legs, uh, two or three be, reps uh, in reserve. How much do you weigh now? 96. 96, yeah. Uh, so It's well, not bad. It's all right. It's the wrong kind of 96. Get, it should be 92. Get to right. 100 and give me a call. Yeah, yeah. That's like two weeks into the cycle. So when my well, wife is pregnant, if you get back down to ninety-two, we can't train. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I look good though. I look good though. I asked your wife; she was there. When, <laughs> so we're, we're, you look we're, good. It makes me look. We good. did we did legs, right? Yes. Yeah, and I have to put like tear like plates off of every it wasn't uh, machine. That bad. It wasn't that. You still got it. I still got it though, but it's man, it's yeah, it's a big difference. And now I took five weeks off, right? Just if you want to see what that looks like, that's on my YouTube channel. That session. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no. That's the uh, vigorous vigorous leg day. When That's you were, it was, was your birthday, right? That was right before I left, wasn't it? When we were talking yeah. about peaking. As, that was my birthday, yeah. Yeah, it was that your was birthday. birthday leg yeah. day. Yeah. So that's on my YouTube channel. Go and watch it. Give me some views and subscribes. I'll link, it down, I'll, link, I'll link it down below also. Yeah, that was a good workout. That yeah. was a good one. That was, we'll get a few more in like that yeah. and soon. I hope so. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. I got to get back on something. I'm getting finding my way around the gym right now okay, after five right. weeks. I of, think it's going to be... Exciting. Well, let's talk about your drugs then. So, it's. I think. When, it's, I think it's going to be. My wife is pregnant. Yeah, when, <laughs> when you've popped out a bunch of little superhuman mutant babies, yeah, that's a couple of vigorous off. babies yeah. that come out friggin' jacked. I just provide half of the the genetic material. Yeah, they're just going to be. They're going to come out freaky. I'm freaky sure. jacked, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they'll come out all perfect and stuff. Mm. And then what are you going to do? How's, how are you going to introduce, you get straight back in high dose? Are you going to titrate up? I'm going to, uh, I'm probably just going to start with TRT plus because I'm, uh, you know, in case there's an issue with the pregnancy, right? So at one point people will see me go back on cycle, but I won't announce it until the first trimester is finished, right? So that's usually the, the right way to do it. Right. So if you suddenly see me go get bigger, I won't say anything, but people will know what's up. Uh, but my dosages will be quite moderate just in case, you know, we have a miscarriage or there's an issue. Uh, for whatever reason, then I just need to go back on the fertility protocol. But I think I'm just going to do something basic for the Mr. Olympia, right? I need to show up a little bit better looking than I am now. So it'll be TRT plus, 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 plus test, uh, DHA, bring along growth hormone, IGF-1, and uh, maybe a little bit of Anivar and some aromacin. I don't want to use any Primo right now. Um, you know, just stick with the pharmaceutical and semi-bioidentical hormones. And, but I, I noticed from the last time I came off for nine months, right, re- recovering my HPTA and, and doing fertility protocols, that within five, six weeks, I looked crazy already. 
because of I the think muscle it'll memory. Be even quicker this time. Yeah, I think so. Also, I yeah. think within a month they'll be like, Steve's back. Yeah, Steve just walked in the gym. Yeah, look at this. Look at him. Yeah. Steve's back on. Yeah, yeah. And so then, uh, and the stairs will come back. It will be very easy to tell. And I, I was able to maintain a decent amount of my shape. You know, just a little bit. Bite. It's going to be like a Goku going saying, "What's going to happen? He's going to just show up, be jacked as fuck, a full blonde head of hair will just come out of nowhere." <laughs> and it, I, I doubt it, but. But then let's see what happens after the, the Mr. Olympia. You know, my, my biggest, I, I want to kind of see how it goes with kids, right? So we have nine months left. Yeah. Uh, when she's pregnant, then nine months. And then I want to see how much of a time commitment it is to have children because I want to commit to a cycle and crazy stuff and crazy experiments if I don't have the time for it because it doesn't make sense to run crazy dosages. I don't think you'll need to. I think your response, you'll be yeah. based on how you've responded in the past. I think mm-hmm. you'll respond very, very well to very little. Right. And then, you know, managing, uh, you know, family life then, what, what we took, two or three full body workouts a week. Yeah, for we'll probably yeah. have you maintained totally. a very good right. physique. And all I need to do is maintain at this point yeah. because I, I know for my, my audience and my, you know, uh, engagement and stuff that my growth on YouTube, if I get too jacked, it's probably going to hinder me because I'm already the biggest bodybuilding it's channel, just, just but I need to diversify priorities more. as well, isn't it? Right. When you've got kids in the picture then, mm. you, the whole idea was, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but the mm. whole idea of you waiting, doing things right, setting mm. yourself up business-wise, lifestyle-wise, right. health-wise, is so you can actually be a father. Yeah. And not just palm the kids off onto the grandparents no, 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 and stuff no, no, no. and to the no, nanny. No. You actually want to be a dad. Right. So that's going to, I think, you'll probably see that will open up a whole new audience for you mm. on, all right, what's it like being being a dad? And exactly. So Maybe you'll end up with a, you know vigorous parenting channel yeah they're all not parenting but you know I, I'm trying to get a little bit away from this hardcore bodybuilding stuff I did it for 25 years it's a good run yeah it's a good run it's quite long you know it's a good run and uh, so I think I'm just going to maintain around 100 kilos lean and, and yeah. that's already bigger than the general population live Most vicariously people. through me yeah alright you can take Easy. all my gains from before I'll wear GoPros so, but everywhere it, you can yeah. live stream but it, but it won't be, yeah, I don't think I'll do, I, I wanted to do the chase iron cycle very, very badly, but I know for myself it's probably not a good idea. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, and yeah, yeah, of course you can, you can have all the gear to uh, get it done. I'll do it. I'll it's like, like an ampa test. So it's about three, 320 milligrams of testosterone anatide because again, these Bayer amps, Rotex Medic amps are overfilled. A little bit of Anivar, a little bit of growth hormone, a little bit of IGF-1, maybe a little bit of insulin here and there. Of course, all the pathways, right? But a low, a low dose of all. Um, so it's create nice synergy. And instead of uh, slamming the androgen receptor with 750 milligrams, I do it with 320, but slam the other receptors as well. And then go right back on the program. You know, training and dieting. And I'm already finding my way back into the gym, and I'm already very regimented with the diet. But uh, I think the real transformation will come as soon as they see that uh, two green lights on my wife's pregnancy test. Just instant jacks. Yeah. Your body will just know. Be, get ready. Dude, last time I did that, I within a week it was noticeable. I think it will be. I think it will be very <laughs> dramatic. Yeah. It just will. You can just tell with some people. Right. You know your responses. You've been doing it long enough. Mm. It's, it's never taken long before. No. It's going to be good. No. It'll be fun. You right. can come train again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. we will have to put you on a scale first just to double check, but... Shit. Can't have you walking in for natty weights. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, I was surprised with ninety two. That was that was quite light. <laughs> was, you were surprised, light. but I, looked, I was like, "Who's this guy?" I looked, I looked Who's good, this guy though? showing up? For I like that. I had like you know abs and shredded glutes, and it never, did look very good. I mean, and when, when you're like in a machine, yeah. and everything's firing and popping, and you're getting a pump, 
you wouldn't know. You'd still be like, this guy's 100 kilos, but it's yeah. easy. It's just, it's that matured muscle mm. built for so long. Right. It doesn't disappear. The only thing that's lost is... Just fullness. Just a little bit of glycogen, mm. a bit of fullness, and at that point, fat. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, still have the 3D illusion of size. So, uh, whereas that kind of a weight drop with most people would be like, uh, he just evaporated. Mm. For you, it's like, it looks like he's just kind of in a bit of prep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, what have I got? I've got a bunch of other, uh, interesting questions for you. Mm-hmm. So we talked about reintroducing back into the life. So being off, yeah. taking this bit of time off mentally. Obviously, you are very in tune with yourself and you can probably manage it mm-hmm. very well. You can take a step back and evaluate and, Analyze things rationally. Is it still been challenging? Fuck. Downsizing? Of course. And coming off and all of that but when it's been it's such like, a massive part of your life? It's not necessarily about the, the, the size, right? Because I've gone through this phase a couple of times. I broke my leg and then I, I downsized automatically because I couldn't train. And then I traveled for a year, right? I downsized and then I did, had the non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and I downsized quite dramatically. Remember, I looked like a twig. And then I came back just the same. So the downsizing that is... That was very necessary. Yeah, obviously. that was very necessary. So the downsizing necessarily isn't the issue. It's just the lack of motivation, the lack of productivity, the go-getter mentality, and going to the gym and just not having a good workout compared the, to being on cycle. It's just the, the, the list of all the positive side effects of being on test. Exactly. So you yeah. just lost all of them. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm, I'm... Well, not completely, but it was a noticeable drop. Noticeable drop, yeah, yeah. And this time I really wanted to maintain my shape to go on holiday and then do the surgery, which I ended up not doing. And then, of course, I lost a little bit of the shape, but now I have my motivation back to go back to the gym. But the pump is not the same. The strength isn't the same. The recovery isn't the same. So you can't do as many sets, right? So I really have to, you know, make sure that I give some reps in reserve and maybe take one or two sets anywhere close to failure, which is still three reps in reserves compared to what I used to do. Yeah, and, but and even if you did take it there, you could manage it by a set volume. You you, you could, with your physique and the, mm. the, the, how mature your muscle is, you could go in the gym and do four really good sets and yeah. walk out and you'd be fine. Yeah. You can make a, make a physique like that. I'm sure I could. Physique. Yeah, the, the, my problem is mostly the brain fog that comes along with it. because The fatigue will still be there. Yeah, the fatigue and then, you know, that kind of stuff. And I, I know... Yeah, a few reps in reserve, you'll still be fine. That'll be more than enough. That's more than enough to maintain it. It's yeah. just, you know, the, the downsizing isn't really, you know, the issue looking in the mirror. I'm like, okay, I got a dad bod now, you know, or not not a dad bod, but <laughs> dad bod compared, compared to what dad I had before, plus plus. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I went to a patio and a couple of weeks ago and I went to one of these... Um, you know, water parks, right? Water slides, that kind of shit. Yeah. And then you you look in the mirror, right? You put your bathing clothes on and you look in the mirror like, ah, this is horrible. Yeah, and it was everyone else in the park like that. Uh, everyone yeah. else was staring at you. Exactly. It's and people wanted to take pictures. <laughs> when I feel my absolute worst looking, right? They wanted to take pictures because I, I look better than everybody else. So, you know, as a bodybuilder, you can get this, you know, warped perspective because you're always on social media looking at shredded physiques. Full-blown body dysmorphia. And yeah, exactly. And you, so you don't realize how you compare with general population. Then you find yourself in a situation with general population and you still have the best physique, even though you think you look absolutely horrendous. So... After that, I got a little bit of confidence boost. Um, Isn't that funny though? Like even it's horrible, dude. With your experience, that's still such a it's a strong fuck. thing. That mind fuck is yeah. still as strong as it ever has been. Yeah, and that will never change. You just got to be really in tune no. and just accepting of it. No, 
no. but it will, or it will never change. You would think, wouldn't you? After so many years, you'd be like, it's not a mind fuck anymore. No. I'm good. I'm it's good. Still, still, there. <laughs> still, still, still there. Yeah. yeah. And that's I mean, just diehard you know, bodybuilding mindset. Isn't it? I mean, I've been doing it for 25 years, dude, since yeah. I was 15. Always chasing that better. Always trying to be better and bigger. Right. Mm. No, so. not, not necessarily bigger, but at least have a represent, you know, yeah, a, a respectable physique. And, and, you know, when you get away from that respectable physique and it, it turns into something that you're really not happy about, then yeah, it does, it does affect your confidence, you know? Luckily, I'm already married, so for her, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll probably get back into shape, of course, because, you know, you do want to show your best. Like, the funny thing is about bodybuilding is that you have to, you know, your, your knowledge and your uh, dedication should be represented in your physique because that's ultimately your billboard, right? We're walking billboards yeah. of, you know, our dedication and our knowledge. So I see a lot of people in the fitness industry, they really got away from the, the you know, the fitness lifestyle. They don't eat right anymore. They don't train hard anymore, but they still preach a particular lifestyle that they don't even follow themselves. I think that's despicable. Yeah. Some of them, like, they don't follow it at all. The opposite. Like, and they still talk really about themselves yeah, going, yeah. once upon a time I look good. And it's like, oh, that's not good enough. No, you still at least need to look apart. So, of yeah. course, I took five weeks off to kind of recover some injuries and some pains because I'm preparing to get back into the, you know, the game train, basically. So I wanted to start off fresh and healthy and recuperated. Um, so you take a little bit of a step back, but now I'm, you know, motivated to get back into shape because I do realize that you need to look a certain part because mm. otherwise nobody's going to take you seriously. Uh, of course, when I came off cycle, you know, last time to fix the non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, that I looked like ass. I mean, let's be honest, but I had to undergo that period to fix this issue, which I did. And now it's perfectly healthy, proven with many fibro scans. So sometimes you need to take a step back to get better again. Uh, but I do feel that you need to look the part, you know, because it's the fitness industry. It's based on looks. I mean, if anyone could get away with that, it would be you. Like if, right. any, if, if anyone was going to let themselves go mm. and just their reputation was solely on what they've said and done in the past, yeah. you could get away with that. But mm. even, but you should still have a little, the self-respect side of things. Of course. As well. yeah. why, why let yourself go when you know it's, you preach health, mm. preach, you know, longevity and all of these things. And then just to, clearly let yourself go to a point where you're just contradicting everything you've preached in the past <laughs> yeah. like you can't let it go that much and you can way. relax and you can chill and right. you can enjoy a little bit more you can have a beer and whatever but to completely let it go like some of these guys have yeah it's like no i know they so need to they need to look like this to hide their lower chin yeah i need to tuck no, you're fine. Do you but, know what? But you're huge. <laughs> so you can have a little bit of a lower chin. My face is the first thing to go, and that chin is the first thing to pop up and say hello when I start gaining again. Oh, right, yeah. And to see, like, I still look reasonably, like, I still can kind of see my jawline. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah wait so until the test goes up to two grams. Yeah, like, if it goes up to 12 <laughs> IUs, then it's game over. Do you remember those videos when I was uh, at the beginning of my YouTube channel talking about steroids only? And I was just a fucking tank. Yeah. And my face was still like this wide. Just upper chest was just touching your chin. Yeah. Just good times. Jacked man. as fucked. Good times. <laughs> yeah. I missed that too. But I, I, yeah. The weird thing is like, if you really want to go into that lifestyle, it just takes away from so many other things like business and relationships because it's, it's very single minded. Right. Yeah. And I, I know that at one point Joel, Take it easy also, but you have your goal to turn pro and, you know, be successful on that avenue. But I think one point when you dial back a little bit on the bodybuilding, you realize, like, wait a minute, I have so much more time for other stuff. Yeah. 
you know and then and but everybody goes through this phase where they really want to go all in in bodybuilding and i certainly did the same but at this point for me i think it's more realistic just to do a trt plus protocol four days a week to the gym keep a couple represent in reserve and then just settle for less which sucks but well, you can make up for it in other avenues of life, like you said as well. Yeah, right? I think as, as long as I'm lean, then I'm okay. You look good, you're healthy, the blood exactly. still look good. Right. right. You know, then you can live a little life. Right. And I think you'll get so much from being a dad as well. Mm. That will be the newest reward. Exactly. That will probably feel, I imagine that would feel as rewarding as, you know, a good shipment of real Inquilex free or something, you know. It'll be... Hopefully more. It'll be good. Hopefully more, yeah. Talking about Inquilex. On that note, so yeah, obviously recently IGF has been a hot topic. Yeah. Um, so your IGF video and everything did well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott and Andrew were talking about mm-hmm. your video on IGF because every there's always like this like little bit of floating around anecdotal evidence. Mm-hmm. Like guys report good results some guys report nothing some people oh, i don't think it really did much i don't think uh, some people like i swear by it my buddy put on 20 pounds in this amount of right. time using like legit good igf blah 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 and no one really really knows it's always a little bit of info from here a little bit of info from there you've mm-hmm. got i mean you can expand on your experience a right. bit more you can just go back and watch his video it was one of the recent <laughs> ones but your experience on it I think it's the best shit ever. Right. If it's but but to be fair, I mean, your blood work and my blood work is different, right? Your IGF one levels are high naturally, without any growth hormone in the picture, and my IGF one levels barely budge, whether my liver is healthy or not, whether I take growth hormone or not, I can barely get over two hundred fifty uh, nanograms per deciliter, and your you were four hundred four hundred fifty. Uh, yeah, naturally the first test, I think the first test round was 338 mm-hmm. and then it was 400 again and another test from there naturally, mm-hmm. which was pretty decent. So maybe the initial noticeable difference might not be quite as prominent, mm-hmm. but I did remember the first off season night I ever did right. when I was in China and we did a little bit of growth mm-hmm. pre-workout with a little bit of IGF in weaker body parts. Right. Those body parts came up. A lot. And that was UGL IGF. Yeah. That was like some Chinese yeah. brand. Right. And it was like, that could be hit, could be miss. We'll just see. Right. Noticeable pumps, mm-hmm. on-site pumps. Um, and it was noticeable on-site pumps. Now I've done, I'm currently doing growth hormone in-site mm-hmm. on certain muscle groups pre-workout. Pumps are there, but they weren't quite as, those concentrate. It was very similar to Stampede. Right, right. The similar pumps to mm-hmm. that, like, oh. Like that is, yeah, it's aggressive, un- uncomfortable, aggressive pumps, pumps. Yeah, and yeah. so I was like, oh, maybe this, you know, cheap IGF I was using over there was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. There was gains made. That was a twenty-two pound off season, yeah. <laughs> four months, yeah, something like that. Obviously, yeah. not all muscle, but a good. That was a, that good, was a good, good in physique level up from right. that first show yeah, to it was the a next weight class, two. Weight class up. That was a yeah. noticeable mm-hmm. difference. That was placing last to third mm-hmm. in bigger lineups. Right in not a lot of time. Mm-hmm. That was good. I mean, we were dialed in with everything, to be fair. Yeah, like, that's like, true. That was that's like, true. okay, I was, yeah. at that time, I think I'd moved over to working at the gyms at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I was working in a gym. So I was living and breathing bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Just full, just in it. Like, I wasn't having to work another different kind of job at that time. I was still full-time PTing, mm-hmm. full-time online coaching, but not 
teaching a bunch of kids how to speak English all right. day long and then trying to bodybuild on no, top no, of that. No, you need, you need to be part of yeah, the life. So the timing was right. Everything else mm. was fitting into place. At the time, there was no uh, of the C word floating around, Thank ruining God. everyone's life. And, um, <sighs> and yeah, and uh, it I grew quite a bit. So my yeah. first experience with IGF, what I would say, based on the variables being pretty much unchanged for mm. the whole season. It was like, just keep going. No, it was a big difference when we More added food. Yeah. And that mm. drugs pretty much stayed the same for mm. the most part. Yeah. And uh, I would say that worked. My recent exposure to it, mm. I think, was bunk. Yeah. Didn't feel it. So, something from here? Yeah. Yeah. Not so good. Should have gone with the uh, Amino Asylum uh, IGF one. That's on the way, though. It's on the way. Yeah. It's on the way. Um, and I've also got another line on another load of IGF one coming in. So yeah. got a couple of options there of from what we know is good quality. So that's a bonus. Um, but recently, yeah. So I think it's a bit hit and miss on brand mm-hmm. and quality because I would say that first time round was good. Second time round, not so good. Um, but now what we're going to do is run this next batch that's coming in very controlled experiment again Mm. um, for myself but also for Scott and Andrew on the Think Big channel because they provided loads of great information about this some really good interesting shows about this Mm. but the one thing I think that's missing is more people with really genuine experience with no other variables and being open about it being open about it and guys that are like you know I'm doing a bit of this bit of that and I'm not really in like I am, nothing else will change. No, your regimen is eating fine. exactly right. the same thing mm. every single day, day in day out. My training program is mm. day in day out the same. All other drugs will remain the same. The only thing that will be different is we'll put the IGF in. I will run fifty or hundred. I would do a hundred fifty micrograms bilaterally. Bilaterally yeah. in yeah. just two muscle groups. I will go quads mm-hmm. and I will go pecs. Right. Two opposite ends of the body. So there'll be no, no, hopefully no sort of crossover there. Hopefully by just doing those two sites, we get a little bit of more concentrated satellite cell activity. Mm -hmm. I think if you, so you do a pre-workout on chest day and then the day after and the day after. So you have three days, right? Focused on your chest because of course, you know, you have the hypertrophy response and the protein expression and all that stuff. So you keep stimulating that with IGF-1. This is the long acting, right? The LR3 that we're talking about. Yeah. So with three consecutive administrations, this IGF-1 levels locally within the chest muscles, both sides will stay elevated, right? And if you keep using that around the workout, of course you get a minor chest pump anyway, and you have your pre-workout, you have your intra-workout, you might have some growth hormone, Atlantis, right? So all this, and then stampede. But they will always, that that will all be the same. Right. So I don't want to do any variable. I want to try and do this as controlled as possible mm. over the course of, say, I think eight weeks. Yeah. It's probably reasonable right. to see maybe a little bit of noticeable growth there. I think if you do three three cycles of three weeks on, uh, seven to ten days off. So based on the calendar, you do the first 21 days with IGF-1. Then you take that out because you do lose a little bit of sensitivity on the receptor side. One week uh, without the IGF-1 or se- ten days, so at the end of the, the last couple of days of the month, Perhaps with metformin, if that's required, or depending on your insulin sensitivity levels. Keep it in all year round anyway. To yeah. Oh, you take metformin the whole year? Yeah. So you'll have to take that out when you take IGF-1. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll just take either or, right? So you, you go three weeks on IGF-1, 100 micrograms bilaterally, 500 milligrams metformin the last seven to 10 days of the month. Again, again. So now we have three months ahead. Yeah. And I think it will make a huge difference if you just stick with the chest and the quads. Yeah. 
Everett it will Guard. be noticeable. We've only got two places to look at them for mm. results rather than like, right. oh, I've been putting it everywhere. Mm. And then it's just like, well, did you just grow? Or right. So by just doing those one or two mm. sites, we'll hopefully see just more elevated growth in those areas. And then we'll be able to give some more, hopefully more good Real actual feedback, feedback on right. does IGF work or not. And uh, Scott and Andrew, you can take me out for a beer when, <laughs> when I come and visit the States at some point. And uh, you can say thanks yeah. that way. And of course, during the whole time, we can monitor his blood work results. And see yeah, I do before, ser- before and after blood, right, obviously. Right. Well. But I also see where your serum growth hormone and serum IGF-1 levels change. Because yeah. a lot of people, they say they run IGF-1, but they don't provide labs yeah. to prove that their IGF-1 levels are actually in the 600 to 1,000. Yeah, you know ranges. So do all that properly, mm. proper dosages, timing before right. bloods are taken, all of that. Mm. I'll do all that. I'll just you can tell me exactly what to do for that. Yeah. So we make sure we get it all right, and we'll collect it all, and yeah, see how it goes. Either way, it's a win for me because I'm in the off season and trying to grow. So this right. is a perfect time to trial things like that, mm. and I think it's a good hot topic that people like to know about, right? No, I mean, Chase already proved that high doses of test and high doses of growth hormone work, so now you can prove that high doses of IGF-1 work. Yeah, and high and test. And And I, yeah, well, it's still moderate compared to Chase. Yeah. If If you're running, if you're running like two grams of steroids and and 12 units of IGF, GH, it's like half of what Chase is doing. Uh, but then if you can, you know, complement and and blow past Chase uh, on a little bit of IGF-1, one of size wise. Yeah, we'll see. And then that'll mm. give me genuine feedback, right? Mm. And we're both similar sizes right. as far as weight is concerned. I think he's, he's, he's got a bit more mature muscle, longer, yeah. longer time behind him. He's bigger. It's my uh, height. He's 5'9". Yeah, so he's yeah. a bit more yeah. compact, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, he's a big boy. Especially I've got, more, I've got more frame to fill out, so hopefully I'll get the benefits. All right. Visual benefits right. on a taller guy. Mm. Hopefully will be you know, noticeable. I think he'll be good. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, see. we'll see. And also another experiment that we'll run is the, the high growth, right? Mm. So maybe this will be a good one to wrap it up on. I don't know. No, just keep going. Keep about. going. Keep going. We'll keep going. This is a good one. This is fun. <laughs> drug, drug, drugs. For you guys, muscle nomads, we haven't been here for a while. This is over so a year. Much. We've got to come back with a good one. Yeah. Right? So let's give them all the juice. <laughs> all the juice. <laughs> all the juice. All the juice. Um, but high dose growth. Yeah. So how, when, why... Running eight, mm-hmm. bump that up to 12, mm-hmm. probably starting next week, and just run that the same throughout this IGF trial. Right. And then after that, I want to do, um, again, listening to Andrew talk about it, mm-hmm. right? Andrew Berry talking about when he did a really high growth cycle. Mm-hmm. Sure, it cost a fortune, but he said it was... It's a big difference. Next level gains. That's what most people say. Yeah, you don't need so much. It's, it's all lies. Most people... The if large- it's good gear, if it's good growth... Most people Even respond okay. very, very well beyond 12 units. It's usually where the magic goes. I mean, GH15 yeah. was on to something. I mean, if it's obviously there's timelines and mm. there's a lot of uh, metrics you can't be running. I don't think dosages like that for years on end. Otherwise, yeah, then maybe there is something then mm. to be said for, you know, obviously organ growth and things like Hard that. Hard enlargement, that kind of stuff. Know. But again, but it's something we can monitor. So but we're talking short time frame. I think three months is, is going to be a you know physique transforming experience. Yeah, if you run it over 12, 12 years, just three months. And and you probably won't be able to gain any weight, but you'll gain muscle and lose fat at the same time. And if you're on a decent amount of steroids, whether that's test, Mastron, Prima, or Nandrolone, it, you know, it improves insulin sensitivity at, at dosages in the gram range. This is why a lot of the bodybuilders, they go up to two grams, two and a half, three grams even, because this this level of dosages on steroids is 
you don't have to worry about the loss of insulin sensitivity and the insulin resistance that you might get with these high doses of growth hormone. Really? Yeah. Huh. So everybody's worried about insulin resistance on, on six units of uh, growth, right? Because well, everything, most of the information is two to six in it. Maybe right. eight for most people. For well, most, the vast majority of people out there, mm-hmm. depending on what benefits you want to see and what the purpose is, yeah, two to six units is going to be enough. But then you say that's where you're going to run into the issues on long-term use. Exactly. So, uh, you know, as soon as you use growth hormone, one, 1.2 IUs growth hormone or above, right, per injection, you liberate free-form fatty acids into the bloodstream, which then inhibit insulin sensitivity. This is really, basically, injectable insulin resistance. Yeah. But... If you're a big guy like Aaron, you train like Aaron, your diet is regimented, and you're on a decent amount of anabolic androgenic steroids, insulin sensitivity isn't really an issue. Well, I've never seen any signs of it. No, so ever. I mean, you, you, five years. I mean, your fingers are always still numb from all the blood work that we checked, right? When you were on high dose Lantus. Yeah. And, and Another, nothing happened. Nothing. I was still waking up, peak off season, end of off season, <laughs> faster blood sugar, 4.8. Yeah. Uh, Insulin fasted, insulin on blood work. Low. So yeah, hemoglobin A1C, all in range. So, and his triglycerides were all good. So the funny thing is like with a guy like Aaron who trained super, super hard, even at good dosages with IGF-1 and, and GH in the picture, you, you, you should be able to ramp it up to 18 IUs, no problem. I mean, you know, Chase is not experiencing any in, uh, insulin resistance issues right now because his dosages of steroids are quite high. Now, this is not recommended for general population. This is for people who have been doing this for a minute. And, and have a reason to do it as well. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to level up to a pro-level, genuinely competitive right. level physique. Mm-hmm. And there's things that come into play to get that done. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm like we said before, the position, lifestyle, everything that's in place, health, mm-hmm. you know, finances... What, is there any, I've got zero distractions in my life right now. Right. I'm in a perfect position to do this mm. properly, not wing it. Exactly. So, so for, for people who are in that position, just like Chase, I mean, he makes his money off the bodybuilding industry directly. He's got his own YouTube channel. He's got his own gym. You know, he is married and he has no distractions either. So he can do it. And a guy like Aaron can do it. I, I would be able to do it as well, but I don't have the aspirations to. I'd rather put that money into Bitcoin, to be honest. But I think it's, for your case, probably a bit more beneficial. Yeah, it's probably beneficial just to stick with two way use of growth and make maybe 100, 100 micrograms of IGF-1. That's it. Just say that I'm using it, but the dose is not so high. You know, so I feel at least part bodybuilder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel left out, right? Yeah. Well, you can't join this club. This is the IGF-1 club. I guess you still keep your VIP card. Yeah, get it, get it, get the hell out of here. Right? <laughs> Enough to keep your member card. Right, right. <laughs> so at least, uh, you know, I partake albeit not to the crazy dosages but you know for the guys that you know everybody wants the pros to you know to be uh, transparent they're not going to be but the guys that are going to the pro level or or you know are going to show you like like chase or, or aaron they will show you exactly what it takes and then you know put their money where their mouth is and get the results yeah you know? it's got to be done and mm. you might as well talk about it it, might right. as, it makes for good topics of conversation exactly um, these days more and more people are sort of being a little more transparent, mm-hmm. I understand in the pro leagues, contracts and sponsors and things like that, we, we get it. But yeah. while I'm in a position where I don't have that, why not? Why not? Right. Why not? Right. And uh, it's it's all good, fun information. It's entertaining. I hope for for a lot of people that are nerd out on stuff like this, like we do, mm-hmm. and uh, and I can justify it. I think that's the key thing. Right. You've got to be able to actually justify what you're doing because a lot of like Steve just said. You know, 
most people are not in a position where they need to do 18 IUs of freaking growth. No, you're probably spending like $150 a day just on your cycle at well, that point. <laughs> when, it come, when it comes to growth hormone, yeah, luckily, I mean, you know, I got a guy. Yeah, I got a so, guy. So, um, you, you know, know we save a little bit, but it's still not cheap. It's still I mean, got to be in a position where... You have growth, yeah. you have IGF-1, you have Primo, right? It's all expensive. Then blood work is also factored in because you do that monthly. That's right? going to be monthly now, yeah. Right. So, so running experiments. And all these little things. And even the food, I mean, I made a video about this, how much people spend every year, and it, it comes close to $70,000 per year to have a physique on the pro level or at least aspiring to be pro level because the deep tissue massage therapy isn't free the blood work isn't free the organ imaging isn't free the, the food costs a lot of money all the health supplements obviously the drugs right i think the cheapest is the gym membership but everything else is and and even then the gyms that we train at are not cheap yeah um so that adds up especially if you go to a few gyms it does add up but it's not going to add up as much as if you neglect mm -hmm. a lot of these things yeah. and then get the health bill because that will yeah that will save that. No, so I have seen the bills. I'd much yeah. rather pay now mm. and do it properly rather than get the really nasty, scary health bills that may even come too late right. for some people. So, Well, you're lucky you haven't had any health scares yet. Touch wood. <laughs> yeah, touch wood. Touch wood. <laughs> Not like me. Pray to the, the gods of the gains. All right. But hey, you know, keep on top of these things. You manage it the best you can mm. and then whatever happens, happens. All right. you can do is what you got control of, control what you can control, and everything else is, well, not mm. to you, is it? So we'll see. True. But that's what's going to do. So just on that, mm -hmm. let's say 18 units, mm -hmm. how are you going to dose that throughout the day? So there's, there's, just with meals? So there's pre and post? No, so there's multiple approaches to do that, right? Depending on how you respond, uh, blood pressure-wise, blood glucose levels-wise, edema-wise, I don't know, overall results-wise, we could either do the entire dose once per day before bed, 18 units sub-Q, yeah, right? that's one way to Put do it. Put yourself in sircoma. Yeah, right. Like so a good, like we're talking like a really good sleep. Exactly. I'm so not talking coma, coma. So Don't this worry. is one of the ways to get around the sleepiness that you get from such a high dose of growth hormone. You're going to wake up foggy though, right? I've never gone up to 18 IUs. So we'll have to ask, ask Chase. Has he done it all in one hit? I think he does Pretty it bad. all. Yeah, I think he does it all in one hit. Fuck. Yeah. Well, he's very cognitive during the live streams. Does he do everything later in the day work-wise? Does it, I wonder if it takes him a good few hours to really. Yeah, we'll up. have to we'll have to ask him and get him on a podcast soon. Yeah. I should ask him about the cycle that he's running, um, or you could split it up, right? Two IUs multiple times per day, so you have nine shots of two IUs or three IUs maybe to make it a little bit more convenient in between meals. So in case some uh, you know free form fatty acids are liberated, then at least you know the 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 fatty acids from the diet and the triglycerides and stuff are uh, maintained. And with a little bit of walking around, staying mobile, staying active, you can, you know, disperse and take care of those uh, freshly liberated fatty acids quite readily. So it doesn't affect your insulin sensitivity with the meal that is coming maybe an hour and 15 minutes later. Right? if you eat every two and a half hours, you can take a dose of like four IUs uh, pre-workout and then the remainder of the dose. So that's 12 IUs, 14 IUs post-workout, right? depending on your nutrition. And again, how your blood glucose levels change. Because the insulin sensitivity that you get post-workout and the nutrient absorption, especially with IGF-1 in the picture, let's say you take four IUs growth hormone pre-workout and 100 micrograms IGF-1, so that's 200 micrograms, right, total bilaterally. The nutrient partitioning and the absorption that you get out of that uh, will kind of mitigate any issues that you have with a little high-dose growth hormone administration post-workout. So you can still have your post-workout meal, your post-workout shake, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But again, we'll have to just kind of see what is convenient gives you the least side effects and then the most amount of results yeah what i was thinking to start with is 
three pre-fasted cardio. Mm-hmm. Two IUs with every meal. So that's six meals. That's yeah. 12 IUs. So 12, 13, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. And then this is going up to like 20 IU ranges. Right. Two pre, mm-hmm. two post, three pre-bed. Yeah, that would make sense. Just got to make sure that it's not with meals, but in between meals. In between meals. Yeah, in between meals. Not with meals. Right before a walk. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat, chill, shot, walk. Right. Or eat, walk, shot. Uh, I would do the shot and then walk. Shot then walk. Yeah. While well, you've got your fatty asses floating around ready to... Exactly. Just just mitigate it to the accident. But it gives the body a chance to digest some food mm-hmm. a little bit by itself. Then, then walk and add to the extra digestion. And then you get the blood sugar right. regulation and that, from right. that. And, and the blood, of course, the blood flow to the organs that, you know, you can do push-ups, sit-ups, elliptical, swimming... <laughs> You can see how much of a full-on day this turns into. No, you have no life. Into these. You but have this no is life. this is <laughs> that level up when you're going to have to put in so much work to really level up to a genuinely high-level competitive mm. physique. You don't do anything else but bodybuild. Right. Like I'm going to have to be very my time management to get all my coaching work is going to have to be on point. In like, between meals and I, shots. It's, yeah. It's gonna be, uh, <laughs> Gonna have to, everything's gonna have to be broken. I mean, down. I was the same. So dude. that's one way, yeah. or to, to manage the time if you do right. need to manage your time. You said there's, there's other options there as well where we can more in the morning, more towards the end of the day, right. more around training. Mm-hmm. I think more around training is sounds to me beneficial. And one thing I was thinking about because there's going to be so much of an upregulation mm-hmm. of uh, muscle protein synthesis mm-hmm. on the back of having growth hormone producing IGF-1, the IGF-1 being input, right. just the general steroids in the system as well, mm. your body being in a state ready for muscle protein. Right, carnitine, great... a little bit of T4, right. you know, to help with thyroid levels. And so you're all of this going on, I'm right. thinking where most people would say, because you've got all of this stuff going on, you can you don't need as much protein. But at the opposite, the caveat to that, mm-hmm. I'm thinking because your body is going to be able to utilize that protein so much more efficiently mm-hmm. with everything going on. I'm thinking, pound myself with amino acids and more protein around mm-hmm. that training window. As, around the training window, for sure. Yeah. For sure, right? Yeah, with meals, you can get away with eight inch, uh, eight ounces and sometimes six, depending on your carbohydrate intake. But in most cases, most people benefit from a high protein intake, let's say for your weight, 300, 350 grams I'm on free, protein. I'm, I'm just under 350 now. Yeah. I, I like protein high. Right. I like my protein high too. And then the rest is carbohydrates. And, I'm, I'm, I'm and team meal loss for that. I'm team meal loss on protein. Yeah, yeah. High protein, high carbs, and then Why a little not bit of fat. More? A little bit of fat here and there. Yeah. I always think with protein, Mm -hmm. because it's an age-old argument, right? How much is too much? How much is enough? Unless you can convince me, why not? Why not have more than you need? Like, oh, I mean, you're, you're, you're spending. Unless, it. unless blood work reasons why iron levels and things like whatever, like high protein, there's a reason, a genuine mm-hmm. reason why you shouldn't have more, have more. Especially if you're enhanced mm-hmm. and you're using growth hormone right. and things like that. And your ability to utilize that protein is so much more higher right. throughout the day. Even if you, I mean, one thing I love what Milos says is, yeah. so what? Yeah, I can't do a Milos accent. I wish I could. But he basically says, so what? You eat so much, too much protein and what? The, the, what's left is turned into glycogen. Yeah. His answer to that is, so what? Yeah. You've got more glycogen. Right. So it's what? not a really big deal. The only thing, the only <laughs> people thing, make it out to be such a big deal. Like, oh, it's such a bad thing. I mean, so it's what? been debunked that high protein intake is uh, deleterious for your kidney health. And of course, although. So all, your kidneys. 
Of course, the kidney markers are related to protein, creatinine, blood urine, nitrogen, uric acid. But if you hydrate yourself well enough and you also check your cystatin C and you do the actual imaging, which you've done many times, yeah. right? the ultrasounds and the kidneys and 24-hour urine collection testing, you understand that your GFR is over, you know, 100, then you're fine. You're fine, yeah. You're fine. So you've got to be over 80, right? Yeah. And, and it's good. not like you're eating, uh, you know, uh, deli meats and no, uh, this, you know, is protein. this is real protein. This is you know? good protein all day long. <laughs> right. And I just, have, I just think there's so many more pros compared to potential cons to mm. having higher protein in mm. my clients as well. Natural or enhanced, more protein always works out better. I've always done very well in high protein. Always. Yeah. You get and fuller uh, muscles, rounder muscles. Like you, you said, they, you get your subs in place for that. We're pounding vitamin C all day. Mm. We've got all astragalus, astra, astragalus. And all these kidney sups and everything in there all day. We've got a Telmasartan in, all of these things like that. Blood pressure is maintained, right? You get good. your electric lines not balanced. Winging it. We're not winging no, it. No, not winging it. We're doing everything possible to make sure everything, whatever organs may possibly be under a little bit more stress, they are supported. Mm-hmm. It goes over everything, especially in off-season when I'm putting on a bit more weight and blood pressure potentially can go higher. It doesn't, but you know. Did you ever have high blood pressure though? No. <laughs> I think the highest mine's ever been is... 130 something over 80 something maybe post-workout yeah (laughs) and for a short window for the vast majority of time i am usually banging the 120s and the 70s i think that the the biggest issue i had was with sleep which you now fix with a cpap machine it was was, only only went so long because it's difficult to get a cpap machine over here yeah i just had to buy one privately um i couldn't get one prescription wise over here i don't have the medical insurance and stuff Mm. here so i just had to fork out and buy one Mm. but yeah i was for the first time ever because I've gotten heavy before. Mm-hmm. I've gotten this heavy before, obviously a little fluffier and a bit softer right. before, but I'd never really struggled with sleep apart from the initial post-show little water increase, where right. for a week you snore a bit yeah. and then things stabilize right. and then you're fine. Mm-hmm. Whereas this time I didn't get as fluffy or watery, mm-hmm. but my sleep suffered Big time. Yeah. For weeks. Well, you got a lot of new mass in your upper body, so that doesn't I guess help. maybe that is the... The chest weight, yeah. the neck. Mm-hmm. I haven't got much of a neck. I've got a lot of trap and a lot of chest, and my back has gotten bigger, mm-hmm. especially my upper back. Yeah, just compressing everything. I guess everything's more compressed, yeah. and mm-hmm. that was very noticeable once I started to put on just... And I didn't let myself go post-show. Like, I went from... My stage weight was 115, and I've, I'm at my heaviest since then at 125. Like yeah, that's, that's 10 nothing. kilos up, but you've barely got yeah. any lower back. And that's, that's so. eight weeks now. Right. Almost eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's reasonable, mm-hmm. reasonable no, jump. Saying, yeah. And I've, I've still intact and I'm still in pretty good condition. And my face hasn't gone. That's always a good sign for me. Not completely. No, um, not yet. And so, but my sleep, yeah, for the first time ever. So with all of those variables in consideration that weren't there, which were there before, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's more than just that temporary weight bump snoring. Right. And yeah, it was it was pretty bad like, yeah. to the point where I'm like, like noticeably choking at random points throughout the day. Oh man! I'd be sat there on the sofa having uh-huh. a little chill, or maybe doze into a nap, or just sat there watching TV, noticing like a trachea, just things not right. It's randomly, inflamed, like, you know, it's like a weird right. response, like mm-hmm. I just randomly choke. Like, huh? What was that? And that's happening obviously yeah. in your sleep when you're of not course, able to times, snap yeah. out of it. Mm-hmm. A lot, and um, yeah, and the initial on the CPAP machine, I bought one, one of the ResMed ones, mm-hmm. um, and the initial report, I think, was something like 60-something 
Okay. In an hour, yeah. per hour, 60-something mm-hmm. apnea, mm-hmm. things per Events, hour, yeah. which is, I think, standard. 60 mm-hmm. to 70 is what most people have when they first get a CPAP machine, which is why they need one. 60 is terrible. That's yeah. not good. 200 is I, I say that like it's good, yeah. but it's, it's terrible. But mm. um, but now it's down to uh, below below six most of the time. Okay. Like most of the time, mm-hmm. if I if getting used to the mask is hard. Like yeah. I'm, I'm switching between full face and the the nostril one mm-hmm. to see which ones. The nostril one's a bit more comfortable because it's mm-hmm. less on your face. Yeah. But I've got a new full face one with memory foam and stuff. Coming you got the one that, that with the big strap in the back. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's supposedly the best one. Yeah, Noel, Noel Tom has got that. Right, one. right. And yeah. he said, get that one because it's that's really comfortable and it's and it's no problem. So mm. I've got that one coming. So I'm going to try that. And usually I can keep it on. At first it was hard, like an hour, and I subconsciously yeah, chucked enough. it away. <laughs> you know, pretty much. I think Derek did a video on this and his mm. experiences, but it's exactly the same. Yeah. Like you just, without noticing, you throw it away. Mm. And then the pressure, getting the pressure right for your individual needs. You mm. need a certain amount of reports before you get your numbers just right. So there's a time to get used to it. So I'm probably about, what, three weeks, four weeks into right. since I bought it. And now I'm getting a consistent... Like Six a lot hours. More energetic, less brain fog. Yeah, like, I was mm. just falling asleep randomly throughout multiple naps after every meal throughout the day. And I don't nap, no. ever. No, I know. Now I've programmed in a nap because it's beneficial, but mm. I was having to, like, I couldn't get anything done. It was horrible. Right. Um, yeah, I was just fatigued, like, fuck, for weeks. And I was still, like, in that recovery phase. So it was the time to get stuff sorted. Mm. Yeah, so I just bit the bullet, bought one. And now I'm getting. On average, about six, six and a half hours of mask time. Yeah. And what I usually do is when I wake up mm-hmm. in the morning, like an hour before my alarm goes off usually, mm-hmm. which is weird, but I always wake up then, go for a pee, mm-hmm. come back, and sometimes I just forget to put the mask back on because ah. I'm, I'm in like half asleep. Yeah, zombie mode. mode, yeah, right. <laughs> but if I don't do that, then it's a full night and it's on and it's fine. Mm-hmm. As long as there's no random pressure changes in the air, which right. randomly happens, I think that's a settings thing I need to fix. Um, and it's good. Now I'm under, usually under five or six apnea episodes a night. Okay. And yeah, feel that it's one, one per hour, basically. Yeah. Which is, which I think is normal, normal person kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, at 120 kilos, I never had sleep apnea. I barely snored only after a cheat meal on Sunday. I would, of course, gain a little bit of water weight and then, you know, your stomach is full because you eat like, a maniac on Sunday, right? That's the half the fun of having a Sunday cheat day or cheat meal at least. And then you go to bed with a full stomach and it's kind of pressing against your diaphragm. And then when I was 120 kilos, large and in charge, and the, what was it, 12% body fat? I, uh, yeah, I snored, but I didn't wake up gasping for air. Never woke up dizzy. Uh, so I think everybody has like their one handicap at least. Where you, you can't get past, you know? It took me a few years yeah. to find it. Everybody it took has me four it. and a half years, but I found it. <laughs> right, right. But it, I mean, the, the, it's only been the last couple of months that you had an issue with it, right? Before. Yeah, never, before, ever right? before. Mm-hmm. Never. And I think it's your rite of passage. You know, when you get to the pro size, you need a, you need a, a fucking CPAP machine. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't progress to the so next no, level. Sod's law, though. Yeah. You see, the, I, can, I buy a CPAP, and then what do you see in the adverts all over social media all the time? <laughs> is every brand new gadget which cures snoring, which is half the size and super compact and yeah. half the price. And now I see these things and I'm like, I wonder if that would be better. Yeah. I wonder if it would be no, better. No, no, no. Uh, I but guess if they were, then 
people wouldn't be buying CPAPs anymore. Otherwise, the entire bodybuilding community wouldn't say, well, like, yeah. CPAP saved my life, CPAP saved my life, buy one if you have sleeve open. Yeah, that's CPAP it, right? So you yeah. said, yeah, I've heard, you know, obviously you, you haven't had to use one, but you've heard mm. from multiple people that is game-changing. Oh, I put so many clients um, on, on, on CPAP machines, you know, and yeah. many of them are in the United States or Europe, and they all had to get it prescribed, and then some of these sleep studies take, like, six months. Yeah, Fucking despicable, you know. Myself. It's like they want you to die, you know. I can't be asked for that. I'm just get it, get I'm it just fixed. Buy one. buy one, get it done. So I've done, I've done that, and mm. uh, I mean Derek, I mean yeah, Noel, his feedback. Yeah, Noel messaged me, yeah. and he's like, "Get this one, get that one, yeah. get this mask. Trust me, it'll change your life." Right. And when all of these people, you know, they they reach out and they say these things, it's like there's something to this, right? And yeah, four weeks in. For sure, feel feel better now. I'm starting mm. to feel the benefits of it. It takes a while. Right. It does take a while. It takes like a good couple of weeks of consistent use without throwing it off mm. and blah blah blah. Now you would now, think, and you would think that your hematocrit and red blood cell count would have been well, fucked, right? After Which, the dosages and the, and a long prep, yeah. I was thinking at least my hematocrit would be ready for a blood donation. Yeah. Never had one ever. Mm. No, and I'm thinking it's bound to be like you know 55, 56 <laughs> at this point. So maybe I'm in, maybe I need one. What was it 40, 40 something? 47? Yeah, yeah like something like that. Three or four points below yeah. top of reference yeah. range, mm. normal. And, well, you said that might probably down to CPAP. Yeah. yeah. Happy days. Happy days. It works. Right. So I'll keep on with that. I'll try a few different masks, try and find it so it's real perfect, comfortable. The wife gets back into town in a few days, so she's going to have to get used to having Darth Vader sat next to her leaning over. <laughs> Sweet uh, dreams, babe. Uh, it's probably better than the, the, the CPAP machine is less intrusive for somebody else sleeping than the, the you know the, the actually waking up gasping for air and snoring the storm. Yeah. You know that's yeah. that sounds even worse. A little pro tip though, if you do get one, yeah. you can get these little brackets that go on the wall above your head, mm-hmm. and you can put the tube in it. So when you're sleeping, the tube is always above you, out of the way. And not like against your face, like uh, a face. You wake up like you had, yeah. Strangled. You're like <laughs> strangled by this bloody tube. It is. It's like on your face, and you got a tube around your neck. You yeah, look yeah, like yeah. you've got a face yeah, yeah, yeah. on. And you. then the next day, you you know you're yeah. like oh, yeah. alien out. Yeah, in the bathroom though. Yeah, oh, I might watch that again tonight. I love those movies. Yeah. But yeah, so at least you don't want that to happen. So get a little clip so the tube is always out the way. And then mm. if you do roll over in the night. I thought that would be an issue. It's mm. Not really. No, it's not too bad. No, unless you roll. No, you're like, off season now. You can roll and it knocks easily. it away. But. Yeah, off season you can roll easy. Yeah, and that's a quick. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard this. There's a difference between sleeping on your right side and your left side yeah. based on how your organs sit right. and the acids mm-hmm. in your stomach. Yeah, that's why. Left I always... side good. Right side terrible. Yeah, didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, that's why my left side shoulder is fucked. Because yeah. I always sleep on my left side. Because I so my, my stomach is always like on the left side, kind of sitting like this, so you don't get any acid reflux. You don't have. It just sits there, right? right it right. just sits there, and of course, you go to bed with some food in your stomach, right? I, I eat about two hours before I go to bed. You know, there's protein <laughs> and veggies, but then you always sleep on your left side. So this left side was just killing me because I always sleep on my side. I don't. I can't sleep on my back. Can't sleep on my, uh, you know, on the front. So I sleep on the left most of the time. And I, I've recorded myself multiple times with a webcam on the laptop. I barely move throughout the night. This is later like a brick. On your That's side? On my side. Yeah. So I don't snore. And you're wide, so there's only so much a body pillow. Exactly. So, so yeah, of course, I have a body pillow. I had some hugging that. And 
but you feel that this is just the blood circulation and the recovery is just getting less. And then after a year of, wake up in the morning. Yeah, yeah, it's just like <laughs> Conor McGregor is just you know flapping all around. Um, but it, yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Get out of bed on the way to yeah, the Yeah, exactly, yeah. Who the fuck is that, mate? <laughs> <laughs> so, so after a while, you just notice that you have impaired blood circulation and recovery and stuff. So I, I really need to take like five weeks off. But that problem has been with me my entire life. That mm-hmm. left shoulder problem. And this one is less muscular as well. So, but it's, you know, I, I can't give up my eight hours of sleep, nine hours of sleep every night. No. And then, guys, I spend the Just money. Just get more therapy. Yeah. I spend the money on a good mattress. I can't get any better mattress than why well, I could spend double the amount. But I don't know. I think my mattress is pretty damn good. That could be one of the reasons, me as well, because I recently moved apartments. Right. And there's a different mattress. Mm-hmm. So the mattress, I think, is okay, but not as good as my old one. Ah, really? So I'm now looking for. A good topper. I don't want to buy a whole new mattress because mm. uh, I have to get rid of it and sell it in six months and move. Right. But you can still get really good quality toppers that help yeah. a bit. So I'm going to get okay. a good topper that'll help. And the missus will want one as well. Mm. But uh, and then obviously therapy plays a big role right. into this, making sure everything's reset and good in a good spot. Big shout out to TK who recently moved over here to Bangkok, right. who's been fixing us all up. Right. Lifesaver. Yeah, dude knows his stuff. Yeah. First time I met him. Tall, skinny Japanese guy. I'm thinking this guy's not gonna. He's not gonna destroy. Get it. deep enough. <laughs> yeah, brutal. Beats the shit out of me. Gets yeah. the job done, and mm. I'm noticing the benefits. So if mm. you're in Bangkok and you want some legit therapy, acupuncture, acupressure, Graston mm. therapy, all of that good stuff. If you want anything like that, drop me a message or drop Steve a message, and we'll yeah. put you in contact with TK. Right. You can find him most of the time at Muscle Factory, though, as well, on the second floor. Right. Good guy. Nice guy. Yeah, he's well. fully booked all the yeah. time. Yeah, he's yeah. busy. Busy. It's so funny. I gave him one shout-out, and then people started asking me, who's this guy? I said, yeah. don't worry. He's good. And then he was fully booked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like... <laughs> on one post on be, Instagram He'd been me. there like a week, <laughs> and then you saw him maybe once or twice and said, go and see this guy. And yeah. then I saw him, made a bunch of posts. Yeah. And then, yeah, before yeah, you... Yeah, and Musha also, right, yeah. the Russian girl. And, and uh, he's like, oh, yeah, Steve, you, you guys you guys help me. And then I pushed him. I was like, get, get go and get some Graston tools as well because yeah. that, that helps with the bodybuilders. Mm. That's the scar tissue. And now that he does that. It's, and now he does that as well yeah. and he's fully booked out all the yeah. time. So, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, but he's a good guy and he's very good at what he does and it's helping big time. Yeah. So, shout out yeah, to fit. TK, fist bumps, buddy. Um, but, yeah. But, anyway, sorry, back to the sleep thing. mm didn't know about the left side, right side. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah. left side, organs sit normally, mm-hmm. stomach acid sits in the stomach, mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be. Right. Not. right side, your stomach falls away, Yeah. and your intestines, mm-hmm. or something, and then there's acid floating around in places where it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Something like that, right? Well, I, I mean, I you, have, you have worse circulation, and if people who suffer from acid reflux, which is very common in the bodybuilding scene, everybody has a little bit of gurt. Uh, especially when you're oral steroids and you eat a ton of food. And yeah, of course, it might irritate your esophagus. And then over time, you don't feel better. I do feel that for the heart, it's better to sleep on the right side because you have a little bit more space. Because the heart is also oh, here, yeah. right? Not as compressed. Yeah, it's not as compressed. And you feel less of your heartbeat. But I only notice that at higher uh, body weights, or when you use clan or cable girl line or stimulants, you know, that, that are longer lasting and are still active in the evening. So you would lay on your left side and you kind of feel your heartbeat, which is uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, so you'd have to sw- uh, switch to your right side, but then your digestion is uh, altered. Mm. So you can't really win. That's why, yeah. that's why stimulants and prep kind well, of sucks. I don't, I've, I've done struggled with the heart thing, but mm. I've just been, I, I, it was a post, I saw a picture, like mm. a kiddies like diagram 
animated picture of <laughs> someone on their left side and right side with uh, their organs on display. Uh, and I was like, huh, I wonder if there's anything to that. So then for the last week, mm. I've been consciously, when I wake up and I'm on my right side, quickly switch to the middle or the left. Because mm. I rotate back and forward. All right. And uh, so I've been really making sure to get back on the left if I do wake up. Yeah. Do that for decades and then you have shoulder problems. Just well, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm out of battle whack. You can't TB500 your way out of it. Years of plastering. Like, I've made, yeah, I've made didn't help. Right side is brutal anyway. But yeah, yeah uh, maybe that's one of the reasons why sleep has been good as well. Mm. So all these little things. Right. But yeah, yeah. Good stuff. But yeah, CPAPs do work if you do get either a neck that doesn't exist like mine. Big tonsils is also something to be aware of if you have large tonsils that mm. can block your airway. Um, yeah, big chest or just big muscle. Yeah, you if know. you're just getting jacked, you might die in your sleep, so get a CPAP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, message. Yeah. <laughs> if you're running 20 IUs of this, that, and the other, and you... And you're waking well, up. Well, I, th- I think most guys just at one point you need a CPAP machine. You know? Yeah, just, I think it's just a size thing. I, th- I think if I went to 125 kilos back in the days, I probably also need a CPAP. Yeah. yeah, but I never heard any complaints from my wife that I was snoring or waking up gasping for air or my hematocrit wasn't alarmingly high. You know, during that time, so 54, 52 percent. You know, yeah, with good hydration levels. So again, you know, keep track of it. Um, you know, train. I could still sleep on that too. Uh, yeah. So. And little things as well. Even if you don't need to go as far as a CPAP, but your sleep is still shit. Fix you know? that. Yeah. yeah, fix that. I just made things. a whole series about it, guys. Yeah, so yeah. Go, just go, go watch the videos as well. Go watch the videos. But one thing I've, I've done with a couple guys recently that were mm. struggling uh, to get their water in, and they smash all their uh, more water towards before sleep, and then they're waking up pissing. All yeah, oh, right, yeah. So then we get their water timing, and they're still saying, oh, I'm still sleeping. I'm still waking up peeing a lot mm. in the night. And then we just push a little bit more sodium. Right. In that last sort of water intake before bed. Right. So it's got yeah, to hold on to right. mm-hmm. Job done. Right. So maybe consider that. That's, yeah. That so helps many, a lot. So many people. things that you can There's so in. much. Yeah, so sounds, much. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure everyone's got a good sleep video out. Steve has to go watch that. I only got four out. Another one coming soon. Another one. Yeah, another one. Last one. Yeah. Last one of that series. Sleep on RGF. <laughs> RGF sleep. Wake up shredded. <laughs> wake, up, <laughs> wake up shredded. I'm just seeing if we've got anything else to... Um, I think that's it, man. I think that's it for the updates. That's good, yeah. I think we covered loads there. And loads of good juicy drug stuff as yeah, well, which yeah. everyone likes. Yeah, of course, everyone nice to get back in action. Another sure. Nomads episode. Hopefully now that we're both in a in a good little rhythm and mm. not being in prep or not doing this, I mean, you'll probably... Hopefully we'll get a few more episodes yeah, in before he pops out yeah, the whole yeah, give me litter. A month. Give me a month before I... At least a month before I uh, yeah, magically hop back on the game train without... Announcing anything, yeah, yeah, and, right. but yeah, we'll, we'll get in a few episodes hopefully before there's kids running. Oh, yeah, we'll still continue, dude. We'll, still yeah. continue. well, there'll be a few years before they get to run into the room and start oh, jumping yeah. in front of that the happened camera. Yesterday, also with the Dean said, Mart was hilarious with his yeah. kids, yeah, 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 it's great, man. How old are his kids? <sighs> Six and eight, five, oh, five and six. Little terror age. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were running around with uh, Thanos and Iron Man, just uh, reenacting the Marvel uh, movies. <laughs> Hilarious. That's a fun age, though, isn't it? Yeah. Six, six to eight. Yeah, Still innocent enough, but yeah, like little personalities and characters. I'm going to teach them about how to hoard money and stuff, and you know, play, you know, Monopoly <laughs> every, every day. Three-year-olds <laughs> trading, yeah, hustling, <laughs> trading and homebrewing. Millionaires, yeah, millionaires before fifteen years old. That's the goal. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. It won't be much worth the US dollar by that time. <laughs> yeah, keep printing that money, guys. Yeah. Right. Let's that. leave it here. Guys, it was awesome. 
Where can we find you, Aaron? Yeah, I'm, I'm the, I've got loads going on the YouTube channel recently. Loads mm. of good training stuff. So head over to the channel, my channel. I guess we can link it in with this as well. Bodybuilding with Aaron. Mm. Everything is always bodybuilding with Aaron. One word. You'll find all of my stuff. Right. Easy. So go and subscribe. YouTube is loaded with loads of good new stuff recently. Mm. So go and enjoy it all. Um, yeah, covering all kinds of different subjects, drugs, training, loads of good training stuff recently as well. Keeping it real. Keeping it very real as usual, you know, nice and aggressive and abrasive and zero, <laughs> zero bullshit as usual. Zero, zero time for the wokeness of the world right now. So oh, if no. you enjoy that, come and watch my stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we'll get a few more in soon. Sure. And, uh, and yeah, taking on more, more and more clients at the moment as well. So mm -hmm. if you're interested in the coaching side of things and hit me up, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been going great actually. Got a really, really good, solid group of clients yeah, you right a good now. Group of people now, yeah. Really good. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm out of prep, it frees up a little bit of extra time. Right. So I'm able to take on a few extra clients. So if you are interested, hit me up. Anyone, males and females. It seems that people don't realize I also train females and coach females. Yeah. I can coach females. Uh, I also got the same question. I think it's because I just, my marketing or my, the way I promote things is mm -hmm. very like, to the men, to the guys. Right. Trust me, ladies, you're in safe hands. If you do want coaching, you can hit me up as well. Right. And yeah, keep an eye out for the trials, which we will do reviews on and videos yeah, on. Just document it on your channel, yeah, the well, blood work and yeah. stuff. Same, same stuff yeah. I do, but on your body. And it's good, you know, and then I'll document all that. I'll post right. it all. I'll do a bunch of stuff on Instagram I'll do as well, just for daily updates and stuff, how things are going. And, uh, yeah, again, shout out to Scott and Andrew and everyone over at Think Big as well. Solid, guys are killing solid it. Loads of epic shows. Right. Which you did another one recently, didn't you? Me? Was that a replay that I saw? No, I, I think the last one, I'm due for another one, Scott. Uh, last one I did was with uh, Paul Burnett and Chase Irons. Okay, yeah, that was yeah, one of the replays. That was a legendary one. That was a good one. But, uh, that was good. Fun. It was good. <laughs> uh, always good. And that was good uh, if you do like their channel, if you haven't watched it yet, go on over and watch it. It's one of probably the one of apart from yours, mm. obviously, as far as all angles of bodybuilding, mm. from the bodybuilders talking bodybuilding stuff, right. from him and Dave talking all the drugs and stuff, from the coaches stuff, blood, sweat and gear with him and Andrew and Skip and all mm. that, all the channels are so good. They're such good guys with really great experience right. and knowledge and education and it's just good. Watch it. YouTube is killing them on the monetizing side of bullshit. Yeah, well, that's just bodybuilding content. You know? That happens that's with a, bodybuilding content, yeah. but you can support them on Patreon, mm. and it's for less than a Starbucks. Right. So I like my Starbucks though. I should be <laughs> telling you to go and subscribe and yeah, yeah and support me, but they put out some really. It's really okay. Good you'll get you'll get the subscribers. We're all in. The, we're yeah. all on the same team. So there's basically only five channels that are bodybuilding worthy. You know, if you want the hardcore stuff, that's his channel, my channel, uh, Paul Burnett, Chase Irons, and Think Big Bodybuilding. Right, so that's basically five bodybuilding channels that are keeping it real and transparent and then don't hold back with the information. Yeah, and ever, solid stuff. All right, and everywhere else where you look, it's kind of like, uh, you know, half-truths and, uh, yeah. Watered down. And watered down bullshit, yeah. So, unfortunately, you get five channels to choose from, but you don't have to choose. Just subscribe to all of them. <laughs> There's some of the individual bodybuilders, the pro-level bodybuilders, which have really cool channels. Yeah, but it's only you know, training. It's so boring. Lots of training stuff. There's some <laughs> I don't lifestyle stuff. I think, like... A lot of them will jump on other podcasts and be a little bit more open and transparent, mm. but that's probably going to be one of the five channels that you mentioned. The, the, those are the only five channels that are actually transparent about everything. Yeah. There's obviously the podcast, the entertaining podcast yeah. and stuff as well. 
They can't learn anything. Yeah. I mean, it's entertaining. No, but they're fun. For they're party. entertaining. I mean, I've can't been learn anything. Actually, one of the ones recently, I'll give him a quick shout out as well. Uh, Nick Nick Justice and his boys, his mates, have just come out with just a good, fun, entertaining, mm. like bro chat kind of podcast called Dumbbells and Doobies. Okay. I think it is. Mm. It's quite fun. It's a oh, fun okay. one. Like if you just want to listen to something fun, a bunch of people in the industry just chatting and having a good time. Who's who's on there? Nick Justice and a couple mm. of his friends, like right. uh, younger, cooler people than me. I don't know who they are. I don't know who the hip people are these days. Unknown influencers with a million followers. No, 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 they're not like that. But they, they are <laughs> good the coaches. Fuck is this guy? A, a few of them are, are good coaches. They know what they're doing. They're getting good results okay. with their guys. Right. Um, but obviously, Nick is, you know, he's uh, one of uh, Fuad's athletes. Not really. Um, I, I don't really keep track anymore. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of everyone. But he is one of the guys that I've kept in touch with. Good guy. Right. It's a good show. So, so if people, you like, right, I'll have a look. But yeah, but, for it. but if it's shit, then um, you're you're out. It's, um, <laughs> it depends what subjects you like. They get deep into the conspiracy stuff and all that stuff sometimes. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. It's, just, fun. it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Don't talk about it. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, fun. Yeah, yeah, like they shoot the shit about movies and games. That's and okay. stuff that we used to yeah. talk about yeah. before we were just talking about drugs all the time. Oh, that's what the people want to hear. <laughs> all right, let's wrap but, yeah. it up here. Cheers, guys. guys. Muscle Namas out. Stay tuned for more episodes. Um, he is doing the front of a bicep, so I don't have to. Still doesn't look as good as yours, though. It doesn't, I don't have the peaks. See? Look at the peaks, bro. He's fucking natty. What is this? Synthol, baby. I just... All right, all right, all right. Right here. Peace <laughs> out, guys. See you guys. <laughs> See ya.